When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. It's taking the Michaela chance for John and I to settle back, have a little conversation without the big name guests. And it's interesting, John, I know you're excited. African Cup of Nations. Oh, yeah. Excited it's about not too it. Far away. Nice, nice. Nice time of the year to watch the African Cup of Nations. Will you watch it? I will. I will be. I will be glued to my TV, mate. Don't worry about that. Not just watching Nigeria, you watch the other yeah, nations. Yeah, yeah, I watch other nations. I like to see how. For the first time, probably since I retired, this probably will be the first time where I have time to 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 watch it properly and actually see how much African football has grown. Uh, because we need to, we need to, we need to make sure we take it to the right, to the next step. Yeah. And and um, I want to be one of those who probably. Whichever way that I can be able to help, uh, I want to be able to say in the next few years, I want to be one of those, part of those that will see how we can drive or change African football to the better. So, yeah, I need to see how how the game is played, what needs to be done, what needs to be, you know, how we can make it much better. And, yeah. Stephen Keshi was the manager. He was the man that masterminded your success. Yeah. Some almost, well, it's 11 years ago now, 2024 yep. on the horizon, back in 2013. Yeah. Uh, and you were telling me he passed away, sadly. He passed Steven. away, yeah. Sadly, he passed away. Um, for me, one of the best. Really? The best manager that I played under, you know, in the national team. Uh, what a lovely, lovely guy. Gentle giant, they call him. Uh, amazing human being, amazing coach. Uh, knew how to talk to players. Yeah, he knows, he knew how to to, to, to to put arm around the player, have a chart, tell you when you're doing well, and also knows when to be tough on the player and get the best out of you. He was absolutely fantastic. And of course, and he was so sad, you yeah? as a number 10. That's when you really loved him. <laughs> Come on, John. Gentle giant, lovely at this, lovely at that. It's because he gave you No, freedom. but he actually gave me a lot of shit, to be fair. <laughs> like, me and him, because, because he knew how much I can give. I can give so much. And me and him, we had a lot of arguments between each other, but not in front of the other players. He was that manager who had respect for me that he called me in his room or he called me and said, listen, I need you to do more. Give me more because you're the leader. They need to, you need to fucking do more. <laughs> and I took that because sometimes I thought, okay, you know, I was, I'm doing so much, but you still pushing me to do more. And that's where we had a little bit of a fight sort of, but it was at the end of the day, it was all lovely. Uh, we all, you know, we, we both had huge respect for each other and we both had um, amazing, amazing communication together. Yeah, when you look as well at that 2013 success, Ivory Coast in the quarterfinals, yeah. Mali in the semis, 
the final wasn't great, but it's a final. <laughs> we won it. Faso, you won it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing memory. I mean, I think obviously the semi final, everybody thought we we're going to lose against uh, Ivory Coast, obviously. Quarters, yeah. Likes of, was it, yeah, quarters, yeah, yeah. The likes of Didier Drogba, Yaya Torre, and Kalu, and all of them. And it, they were the super team. And then, yeah, we. Like we said, the FA already were booking our flight back home. Really? <laughs> Two days so prior to the game. they weren't even back in Italy. <laughs> oh, they were booking our flights. They came to the room, they were asking, where are you flying? Are you flying to Nigeria or are you flying somewhere? Going <laughs> back to London. <laughs> what? Oh, back to London. Yeah, before the game. And uh, what were you as captain? Were you uh, like, what the hell? Listen, I looked at it. I, I didn't say something, but I mean, they said, oh, it was just a precaution because when the game finishes, we don't want to spend a few more days here, which I, I totally unfair enough. I understood that. But uh, yeah, it was a bit kind of funny because they didn't ask us for previous games, but that game, which also Fair enough. It was the knockout yeah. stages. So uh, yeah, but they did come up to us and say, "Where are you flying from? Are you are you going back to London or are you going back to Nigeria?" Tell me so, this, John. But, yeah. How much banter was there on the text between you, DDA, Solomon? I mean, there must have been a oh, lot. Oh, the of banter that. was crazy because I remember the day before, the night before the game, Kalu texts me, "It's like, yeah, 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 be ready. I'm gonna smash you." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kelly, Kelly is so funny. He said, I'm going to tell uh, uh, Zakora. Zakora was the, yeah. He said, I'm going to tell Zakora to kick you. I'm going to tell him to smash you. I'm like, but why will you tell him to smash? He's like, yeah, because you are the guy. We watch all your video. You are the guy. We need to take you out of the game. And yeah, and so that was, smash you. yeah, that was the banter we had. And of course, Zakora did smash me in the game. And it was also, Yaya also did come for me. But um that tournament, I think I carried my success and my form of winning the Champions League. I carried it to that year and to that tournament and there was no stopping me in that tournament. Um, I was flying, I was flying. I love the fact there's a Scottish connection to that African Cup of Nations success. I was going through the team of the tournament and Yemi and Bince, he Nigeria's number one, he got goalkeeper of the tournament. You were in there. Yep. Victor Moses yep. was in there. Emineke. Emineke, yeah. Emineke was yeah. in there. Yeah. You know the other one that was in there? Scottish Connection. F.A. Ambrose. <laughs> played for Hibs, played for Celtic, played yeah. for Livingston. I think he's still up there. I think he might be on the books of Dunfermline. If yeah, I think he's working there or something. Is yeah, he's he, still up there. Yeah, I think he's still up there. He lives up there. He lives up there in Scotland. Just love Scotland. Yeah, he loves Scotland. Scottish woman. Maybe it's that. I don't know. He's probably <laughs> nah, happily, I think married, he's happily married. Yeah, and I'm, stuff. Sure he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah, but, but he loves team. Yeah, yeah, what a team yeah that I mean, was. we had a great team, like I said. Uh, I think. That, that one of the biggest thing that, that we had was was we made sure we built uh, the spine of the team, which is something we had at Chelsea as well, from starting yeah. from the goalkeeper, and then we had the we had a centre defender, which was Efe Ambrus, who was playing really well back then. We had a midfield player as well, which was you know Onazi or uh, Onazi, yeah, who was there back you know on his younger days. He was flying. He was you know he was stuck. He was this, and then you had me, and then you had the striker, and then we had Victor Moses and all. You know we had the spine on the team. Yeah. We had a, a really solid team. And and the togetherness of the team as well was something really special because we were very close to each other. On In the camp, we were very close to each other. You know what I mean? Um, on the training ground, uh, after training, on the, on the dining table, we were so close to each other. And that 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 relationship was what was something that really took us to 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 success and to make sure that we, we won the trophy. When did you feel you could win it after beating the Ivory Coast? Did that? Yes. That, yeah. Yes. I think after that, we, we knew there was no stopping us. 
we knew there was no stopping us, but we had to work for it. Um, we knew after we we beat Ivory Coast, we're like, you know, now it's done. We have to win this. Yeah. We, ha- we we spoke to each other. We had a meeting. We we had a meeting. We said, guys, this is it. We have to. It's like we've won it, but we have to win it. And there was no stopping us. Um, and I also think there was, you know, there was a bit of luck also on our side. Um, but we had a fantastic, fantastic coach, like I said. Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody who got the best out of every single player. This is Mikel B, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. And then, of course, following the African Cup of Nations, you think to yourself, Nigeria, it could kick on now. Stephen left. And then a man who I remember being brought up with, he was on the books of Ajax. (laughs) Uh, So he was Sunday. Sunday Alisi comes in as manager. And it's fair to say he's someone that you did not see eye to eye with. Oh, no, no, definitely not. It's someone that I didn't see. Well, I didn't didn't see eye to eye with him. And not just me as well. You know, uh, I think before he came into the team, he had something, I don't know, rumors about player power and things like that. And then he came into the team. I think I remember the first day he came into the camp and then we reported to the camp, uh, international duties. And then he came, he came straight at me and then v- uh, Vincent Yema, the, the, the goalkeeper, who also was, you know, very powerful back then. And he came straight at both of us. And the other player, Elder City Churchill, he's like, oh yeah, you too, blah, blah, blah. You too, you know, uh, I hear there's a lot of player power with you guys. Both of you, you control, blah, blah, blah. You are the, you are the guys. And then Victor, and then Vincent Yema was like, what's wrong with you? Where are you getting all this from? You know, we hear a, a, a nice group and you've just come in, your first meeting, it's to attack it's us. To, it's to attack us. Attack me, attack Mikhail. What have we done to you? It's like, yeah, I heard about both of you, blah, blah, blah. And then Yema stood up and it's like, no, you can't do that because we've been here for so many years. What is your problem? And they both started arguing, like literally they were going to have a fight. And for a goalkeeper who's served the country for so many years, a player who's served the country for so many years, dedicated his life, done so much for the country, won the African Cup of Nations, and then you came and then you disrespect him in such a way that you you took him out of the team and you came straight out of both of us. You said you were going to take us out of the team. You're going to make sure that we don't play anymore. I mean, what was that all about? And that was where they had a fight. Iyema went into his room, packed his bag and said he's leaving. So I followed him to his room. I was begging him. I said, please stop. Let's talk about this. It's just, you know, a moment yeah, that, he, you know, he'll probably come down. And Yema was like, no, no, no. I knew he was going to do this. I've had this even before he came in, blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving, Mikhail. If you stay, you stay. I'm going to leave. And I was like, please, Yema, stay. He's like, no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Packed up his bag, jumped in the car and left. He left. He left the camp. He came. Same day he came, same after a couple of hours, he left because of the meeting and because someone was attacking us for, for no reason. Jealousy. Jealousy, probably, uh, attacking us for no reason. And that's how Vincent Yema left. So I was sitting there thinking, fuck me, what am I going to do? I'm left with this. And I mean, I was like, you know, you know, let's see where this is going. And we played two games then. Both games, I started on the bench, on the bench. Didn't put me in both of the games didn't, didn't. for no reason. So I was just, I was like, okay, you know what? 
let's get a finish. I'm going to go back to London. I'm going to go back to my team. And that's the last time you're going to see me. Um, and then this guy, for some reason, it didn't work out for him. Had absolutely no clue of how a manager is. Fantastic guy when he played. For, when he played, uh, Sunday Olise, fantastic footballer. But as a coach, what a terrible, terrible coach he was. Absolutely had no clue of what he was doing. The players never understood anything he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. And we was just also confused because he came in, destroyed the team, the uh, team, the team uh, togetherness brought everybody in such a way whereby people start looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? And then on top of that, he had absolutely no clue what he was doing as a manager. Absolutely no clue. And, and then, I mean, his excuse when he got fired was that, you know, the, Afri the, 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 the people in the FA, the African people, they, they witchcraft him. They did a voodoo on him not to succeed. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's just you being an inept. That's just you being... Inept. Exactly. You have absolutely no clue what you're doing as a manager. You're the worst manager that I've played under. Easily, was it? Easily. The worst manager I've played under. A legend as well as a Exactly. Player. He had absolutely no clue what he was doing. He was so bitter with everybody, jealous with everybody, and, and had no respect of how to speak to anybody. It doesn't matter, a player, physio, he had no respect for anybody. Easily the worst manager I've played under. And then you come up with this excuse to say that Nigeria witchcraft you. The people in the FA did voodoo on you not to succeed. No, it's just you having absolutely no clue what you do as a manager. I've heard of some excuses in football over the years, but yeah, voodoo witchcraft has got to be right up there at the top of the pile as the most ludicrous. Exactly. That's ludicrous, that. I don't believe in that. I mean, I, but for him to come up with that excuse, I mean, it just shows. That's a childish excuse. That's that's somebody who has yeah. absolutely, who's trying to make excuses for himself because he had absolutely no clue what he was doing. To say that the whole, that Nigeria did witchcraft on you, the, the, the FA did witch, some people in the FA did witchcraft on you for you not to succeed. Have you, you know? spoken to him since? No, 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 F fuck me. That's the last person I want to have my, on my phone number. No. So he will understand. not be appearing on this podcast? Nah, no chance. So if you're watching this, don't bother getting in touch with John Obi. You ain't getting on this podcast. But that is ridiculous. Uh, I wasn't That's aware ridiculous. You can't, that. you can't say that. You can't go on, and, uh, on record and say, that some people in their face, some people in Nigeria witchcraft you. I mean, you're just saying something that's not real. First of all, we don't do that in Nigeria. That's something that I don't believe in it. It's bullshit. Um, and you can't say that you've been witchcraft. I mean, what the hell? What the fuck is that? You, you can just say, I wasn't good enough. I'm not good enough yeah. as a coach, I'm, as a manager. People do it. People try it like a Gary Neville tried it. He saw, okay, I, I'm not good as a manager and he stopped. Yeah. You know, he didn't come out and say somebody did this, somebody did that. He said, he, hold his, he held his hands, his hands up and said, listen, I've tried, tried it. it. I'm not good enough. Bye-bye. Yeah. Fair. And for you to go on record and say, oh, I was witchcraft. I, I did voodoo on me, blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. I'm That's just you that. being absolutely shit. You know who's happy watching this podcast? Rafa Benitez. Because he's just been knocked <laughs> off. Yeah, Rafa's gone up. <laughs> Rafa, to, compared to Sunday, is, is absolutely night and day. <laughs> uh, great anecdotes, that John. And we're going to unpack the African Cup of Nations as it goes through, of course. Uh, uh, the last time Nigeria won it, of course, was back in 2013 yeah. with you. But that is uh, taking the Mikel, the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. So Sunday, Alise, fair to say, he's not received a 
Christmas card from you for a very long time. Definitely not, mate. And not from a lot of people. <laughs> a lot Let's of put people. it that way. Not just John. <laughs> not just me. From a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> right then, and that's another edition of Taking the Mikel. We'll be back coming up shortly. And trust me when I say it's another good one. Ta-da for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.